Hey everyone, welcome to the Chamber Channel's Five Questions podcast. This is the place where we take a deep dive with industry leaders for an inside look at their world. COVID vaccines for children have just been given emergency authorization by the FDA. Parents and grandparents, you've got questions and we've got answers. We spoke with state epidemiologist, Dr. Jane Kelly, about the safety of those vaccines. We talked about boosters. We even talked about what's on the horizon for the COVID challenge in South Carolina. Dr. Kelly, you know, the vaccine has been now given the green light emergency authorization by the FDA for children age five to 11, what does that mean? What, do you, what, what is your take on what that means for really the, the mitigation of the pandemic and, and what's next on the horizon for COVID-19? Oh, it means we have another tool in our toolbox to protect kids, protect their families, protect the community from COVID-19. You know, I think people think COVID doesn't affect children ages five through 11, or if they get infected, it's just like the common cold. That's true for most but not all. I think it's important to remember that in the United States, we've had more than 8,300 kids hospitalized with COVID-19, one third of them in the intensive care unit. So it is important to vaccinate them. We've had 94 deaths among children ages five through 11 from COVID-19. And unless people think that that's a small number, I would remind you that meant that COVID-19 has actually been the eighth leading cause of death in that age group. So vaccine for that age group, that means we can prevent COVID death number 95. As you can imagine, there's reticence and fear (laughs) among many parents, and that's not uncommon. Tell me what kind of hoops this drug has to go through to get emergency authorization. Sure. The only difference between emergency use authorization or EUA and FDA's full approval is the amount of time of follow-up for safety information. What we know from many, many other vaccines, right? We've been using vaccines in the United States for more than 100 years. We've got great many vaccines. And what we know from that experience is that most side effects, most complications a person might experience from a vaccine happens within the first six weeks. The reason for an emergency use authorization is that that one doesn't want to wait six months of data for six months of data around safety unless one really has to. The EUA that was given for the pediatric vaccine was given after they had a minimum of two months worth of safety data. And there were zero serious complications in that kids that were studied, zero cases of myocarditis, zero cases of severe allergic reactions. So rather than waiting for a full six months worth of data, which is what would be needed for full approval, FDA moved forward and CDC have moved forward saying it would be the Benefits would greatly outweigh the risks in this age group. Let's go ahead and vaccinate those vulnerable kids. And of course, they'll continue to monitor the safety data. Now, if if parents are getting the vaccine for their children, how do they get it, Dr. Kelly? How do they get it? Where do they go? So in South Carolina, you can go on our website, which is vaxlocator.dhec.sc.gov. Or if you forget that, you can just Google vaccine locator in South Carolina, and it will give you a web page in which you can put in your zip code, 
and it'll bring up the number of different places that are offering vaccine within 50 miles of your location. And it will, if you click on that, you can then see which of those locations have the Pfizer and Moderna, which ones have Janssen, and which ones have the pediatric vaccine, because it is a different formulation. It's a different dose. It's got a different buffer. It's specifically designed for kids. And it shows up as PZRP, which is Pfizer Pediatrics. If I'm a parent or a grandparent, is there a place on your website, Dr. Kelly, that has some sort of answers to frequently asked questions parents and grandparents might have about the vaccine? Absolutely. CDC has that as well as DHEC. Again, it, probably the simplest thing is to just Google DHEC pediatric COVID vaccine, and it'll bring you straight to our FAQs. Well, let's talk a little bit. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about boosters. Um, big topic, obviously. Um, many, many adults are now eligible for their boosters. Give us your take on that, why it's safe, what to look out for, and, and everything related to boosters. Can we mix and match, et cetera? Absolutely. So let me talk about Janssen first, because the Janssen vaccine has been given to about 15 million people in the country. And as a single-dose vaccine, it is certainly highly effective, but not as effective as if it's given as a two-dose vaccine. So it was originally designed, hopefully it would be one and done. And certainly people do get high level of protection from hospitalization, high level of protection from serious illness. But it's now recommended that if you got the Janssen vaccine, also known as the Johnson & Johnson vaccine, if you got that single dose, you can increase your immunity by getting a second dose, either of that Janssen vaccine or if you want, you can mix and match. You could get a single dose of the Moderna or a single dose of the Pfizer vaccine to boost your immunity. So that's Janssen. What about Pfizer and Moderna? They were given as a two-dose series. But what we've learned with time is that in certain groups of people, immunity starts to wane. It starts to decrease. And, but you can increase your immunity by getting a booster. Who needs a booster? Maybe not everyone. You know, young, healthy people, no medical problem. It may be that that two-dose series is enough for them and that their level of immunity, we know right now, even eight months after they were vaccinated, that their level of immunity is still high. Maybe they'll need a booster in the future. Only time will tell. But the people who should get a booster are people who are age 65 and older. Even if you're healthy 65-year-old, maybe you're athletic and you're out there jogging every day, nevertheless, with age, your immune system just isn't as strong as it used to be. So age 65 and above should get a booster. People age 50 to 64 who have other medical problems, say diabetes or heart disease, they too should get a booster. Other groups of people may get a booster if they want to. Let's say you're a school teacher or you're a worker in a healthcare setting where you feel like you're exposed all the time to the virus. You may choose to get a booster. You can get it if you want. I know DHEC is studying this all the time, all day, every day. What, what are y'all looking for next? What, what, I think everybody's just a little bit, um, kind of walking on eggshells a little bit, I'd say, in terms of okay, we've been through Delta. Is there something else to watch out for? Where are we in South Carolina? And what, uh, what in, in your determination is something we're looking for next? 
Right now, the Delta variant is more than 99% of new cases in South Carolina. And I think the important things to know about Delta, number one, it does spread more easily. It is more contagious. But number two is that vaccines are effective against the Delta variant. So, you know, if you're not vaccinated at this point, again, I would remind people that we've got tremendous amount of experience at this point with vaccination for COVID-19. More than 400 million doses of COVID-19 vaccines have been given in the United States. I think it's proven itself that the vaccine is safe and highly effective. But what are we watching for? We're watching for the emergence of other variants because the concern is it is possible for the virus to continue to mutate and we might get another variant that vaccine does not work for or is not as effective for. We're not seeing that yet, but we have some concern. That's why we feel all the more urgent about getting everybody else who's unvaccinated on board with vaccines so that we can prevent the emergence of new variants. And we're a little bit concerned. Holidays are coming up. People are going to be traveling. People are going to be getting together with non-household members. And we have a little concern that there'll be a surge with the holidays. You know, people still have time to get fully vaccinated before the winter holidays. Getting your first dose of Pfizer today and another dose in three weeks, you'll be fully vaccinated by five weeks, fully vaccinated by mid-December. Well, judging by just there's college football stadiums alone, Dr. Kelly, I think we're we're well on our way to gathering. And then thankfully we're seeing uh, we're seeing lower rates in South Carolina, aren't we? I mean, that's the good news. I think some of the news that's going through and the information going out there, we are seeing lower rates. Is that correct? That is correct. And, and we are very glad to see that. You know, back in August and September, we were seeing the number of new cases per day was as high as it ever was. That surge was huge. So I'm very gratified to see those numbers coming down. We are consistently having fewer than 1,000 cases, sometimes fewer than 500 new cases in a single day. But I would still remind people, it's not gone. We are still seeing several hundred cases per day. So now is not the time to back off on those mitigation measures, wearing masks, keeping distance. I know you're, you just referred to football season and people gathering. At least they're gathering outdoors. You know, outdoors is safer than indoors because of increased ventilation. Great. Dr. Kelly, thanks as always for being our voice of reason and information when it comes to the pandemic. We appreciate you and hopefully it'll be a while before we talk with you again on this one. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for inviting me. And Gil, don't forget to get your flu shot. Great. Thanks. We will. Thanks everyone for listening to today's Hilton Head Island Bluffton Chamber Five Questions with Podcast. We encourage you to tune in for future episodes. We're going to be talking with more thought leaders from throughout the Low Country. Wherever you subscribe to your podcast now, whether it's iTunes or Spotify, that's where you'll find your chamber. So tune in for future shows and future podcasts with the Hilton Head Island Bluffton Chamber.